1: Chicago's
2: finest internet radio show making a world a better place one show at a time The George Wilder Jr show is now on the air Take it away dad All right thank you Ginger thank you for that All right welcome to the George Wilder Jr show on Block Talk Radio broadcasting live Straight up out of the city of Chicago. Thank everybody for tuning in. I want to thank everybody for tuning in, uh, listening and downloading and telling everybody else about the show and to listen in. Um, it's an, it's uh, another great day in the city of Chicago. I hope it's uh, great where you are. Uh, oh, I hope things are going okay and and all that kind of thing. Stay positive. Uh we can do this. <laughs> we can do this. just just stay positive, okay? All right, it's a lot of mess going on and it's it's enough to make anybody depressed, even me. You know, because I'm here to try to make the world a better place and you know, every time I say that it seems like it gets more messier, but we're going to still we're going to still hang in there and, and and do it until the end. You know, and, and I think we can do this. Um you know what's a, what's a um sad state of affairs and that is knowing that Donald Trump has the nuclear codes everywhere he goes, the nuclear codes go with him, and that's scary. that is really scary. That is the reason why so many people are saying Donald Trump is dangerous. He is dangerous. The guy is unstable. he's unfit. He needs to see a doctor, preferably a psychiatrist. I don't know if they <laughs> I don't know if any of those people would help. But he's, uh, he's got the nuclear culture. I mean, he, said he can blow up another country and he can blow up America if he wants. I mean, he can blow us all up. The guy uh, has the nuclear culture, and that scares me to death. That should scare every American there is to death. So, Bob Mueller, the press, uh, Bob Mueller, the uh, special counsel, hurry up. I mean, we got to indict Trump. We got to get him out of there before he blows up America. And, and, And the Republicans are um, um, aiding and abetting. But anyway, he can use those nuclear codes um, anytime, anywhere he wants to. And he doesn't have to ask Congress, the American people. He doesn't have to, you know, he can just do it. You know, he doesn't need approval from anybody. To blow up a country, maybe North Car- uh, North Korea and, you know, and they retaliate and blow up America. So this this guy is dangerous. He is dangerously uh, unfit and. Um, he could do this. He could end America just like that. And the Republicans, I, I believe in some ways, I, I believe the Republicans can actually stop him, but I don't think they really want to. And they're not going to. So we can just only pray and hope that we we excuse me that we will see another tomorrow under this president. But uh, I feel like so many other um, Americans. I don't really think this guy should be making appointments. I don't think he should be having a nuclear code, not while under investigation. He should he should not be able to do anything. Feeding, uh more Supreme Court uh, nominees or whatever they are. I, I don't think he should be able to do anything until this investigation is over. It's over. I was opposed to him taking that Asia trip 12 days. I don't think he should have gone over there and representing America in such a, another embarrassing uh, light. I mean, this guy should not have his hands on the nuclear codes. He and Putin, Vladimir Putin, I mean, these guys are bosom buddies. Donald Trump just gushes with glee every time he, he is in the same room or, or he is presented with Putin. I mean, this guy is just, Putin just makes a damn fool out of Trump and Trump seems as if he doesn't mind at all. So he has the nuclear codes, and uh, that is really, really scary, folks. And we know that he has con- colluded with Russia. We know that. Uh, but Bob Mueller is digging deep. He wants to be thorough. He's he's going to be coming out really soon with more indictments. Uh, I just hope President Trump is one of those indictees, you know, before he blows us all up. Because like I said, this guy has... The nuclear codes. I mean, if he's taking um, if he's taking a trip uh, anywhere in the world, even maybe even to his golf course, the nuclear codes are right there. That's a damn shame. And he is dangerous. He's dangerous for America. He is dangerous for the world because he's mentally and totally unfit. That's not me saying that. That's the whole damn world saying that. And it appears, well, it, it, it doesn't appear. It is true. It is true. All right, you've been listening to the George Walter Jr. Show. Actually you just tuned in, right? The show just started. Anyway, the Senate headed towards including Obamacare mandate repeal in the tax bill. And that's something, they're being sneaky, folks they're presenting their tax bill but they don't want you to know that obamacare is a part of the tax bill so they want to uh pass eliminating that and passing this atrocious uh, tax cuts for billionaires millionaires and billionaires well they got to be something are the republicans shooting themselves in the foot again this tax bill is not going to pass like that now that we know what they're doing As I've said before, folks, um, Donald Trump distractions. Every time he distracts us with something, and he's the president. We're going to lean on every word or or something that he does because he's the president. But every time we are distracted with some garbage that Donald Trump is presenting or doing or saying, the people in Congress, the, uh, uh, the politicians in Congress, they're sneaking these bills through because we're not paying attention to what they're doing. We're paying attention to what Donald Trump has done or said or, or the investigations. And, um, the, and Congress, the, the Republicans in Congress, they are, are sneaking, they are doing dirt to America while we're not looking, while we're not paying attention because if they know we were paying attention to this and we were following what they were doing, we would stop them in their tracks mitch mcconnell paul ryan and the rest of those clowns they're trying to do america in as donald trump's distract us distract us they're always doing something while trump is distracting us we've got a mind on this we're talking about this we're criticizing that and these guys are doing something under the under the cover screw america to screw you to throw you off your medicare to throw you off your throw you off your um medicaid food stamps and all other kinds of uh, uh uh programs just so to give that money to the rich or put that money toward building a wall in the near future so we we have to keep our eye on these people these uh these congressmen because they're sneaking stuff through because they figure we're not paying attention. So if we're not paying attention, we're not calling, we're not emailing, we're not protesting, we're not rallying against them. We're not down at the uh, Capitol building. We're not dragging them up out of their damn offices, yelling and screaming at them. We're not out there as they uh, get in their cars and say, hey, wow, your ass is gonna be voted out. It's just a distraction. We're we're focusing on Donald Trump and his garbage while these guys in Congress are uh, making life worse for us and saying that it's good for America. So we have to pay attention to what they're doing. Okay, So the Senate headed towards uh, Obamacare mandate. Okay, uh, Senate Republicans are now strongly considering including a repeal of the Obamacare individual mandate in their tax proposal. We didn't know that. We did not know that. This is just going to make it harder for them to get this tax bill passed if they're including it or letting it piggyback ride with this um, tax proposal. Donald Trump wants anything. They just He just wants something on his desk. He don't care what the hell it is. He just wants something to sign so he can say he won something. He He accomplished something. That's all he wants. He doesn't give a damn what's in the tax bill. He doesn't give a damn about the uh, Obamacare. He just wants something that he can sign. And the Republicans are trying to uh, do that. Okay, Obamacare individual mandate in their tax proposal a decision that could greatly complicate the GOP's efforts to cut taxes and could arm Democrats with a major talking point against the legislation. Now that we know that uh, they're considering it, I'm hearing that it's already in the tax uh, proposal. People should start calling, yelling, screaming, um, faxing, protesting you know because this 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 is a t- atrocity for them to try to do this try to be some sneaky little mice or rats that they are and try to hurt the american public the middle class don't even think about the poor they don't give a shit about the poor it's it's it it's screwing the middle class they figure that the poor is already screwed because they don't have anything you know so uh, people should start protesting uh, um, Getting on Facebook and other uh, social media and, and blasting out to the world for them to stop and kill this bill, especially if it is solely for the rich and it also includes killing Obamacare, taking you, throwing you off of your uh, health care. And that's all they want, that's all they are about. All right, Republicans don't appear certain that the individual mandate repeal will ultimately be a part of their tax proposal, but it appears the Senate Finance Committee will repeal the language in the bill if, if it reports to the floor. We are optimistic that inserting the uh, individual mandate repeal would be helpful. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. Wow. Mr. McConnell's about hundred and nine years old. He should retire. Evil old rich man. Wow. Okay. Shortly after the meeting, Senator Senator uh, Tom Cotton issued a press release saying that the Senate Finance Committee and had accepted his proposal to include the mandate repeal in the legislation. They want to get rid of. They want to get rid of the uh, Obamacare so badly. And so far, they've failed. They have truly failed. Trump talked about getting rid of repealing Obamacare uh, uh, on the first day he became president. Here it is just about a year, and he still hasn't done it. That's failure. Even if they try to repeal Obamacare some, sometime in 2018, it's going to be a failure. Because they failed to do it immediately like they were supposed to. And I don't think they're going to do it this time, either, folks. I think this is going to make it really bad for them to even get their tax bill through unless they decide not to include the the repeal of Obamacare uh, in this bill. I don't think they can do it. But, you know, the Republicans are thugs and criminals and liars. They're going to try. But the main thing is we have to stop focusing on the shenanigans of Donald Trump, if we can, and focus on Congress and what they're doing. They're coming up with bills, uh, trying to sneak it by, fearing that we're not paying attention to what's going on in Congress. And then they come up with something and they put it together and then all of a sudden it goes goes to Donald Trump's desk. He signs it, it becomes law this is sneakiness something that hurts millions and millions and millions of people and i i, I i'm like down i'm i'm like uh, i'm not like donald trump i'm like bernie sanders i think healthcare, and i've said this a trillion times on this show i think healthcare should be free i don't think you should have to pay to go to see to see a damn doctor you know, I don't think you need an insurance card. You just uh, look at Canada. Look at some of these other countries. Healthcare and education is free. Nobody has to, I mean, nobody has to, you know, go to a five or six um, uh, financial loan companies within these colleges and universities to get a loan. It's free. You don't have to deal with all that paperwork, it's free. You break your leg, you go into a, 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 a hospital, they <laughs> they patch you up, you know, send you out, you don't have a bill. You get cancer, you get diabetes, you heart disease, whatever. You walk into one of those uh um clinics or a hospital, they 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 fix you up. You know, they treat you and they don't charge you for it, they don't send you a bill or anything. Not but but America, the United States. You cannot walk in a doctor's office without some sort of insurance card. They will not take you. You know, it it used to be a time where no doctor or hospital would turn you down because you didn't have insurance, because you didn't have money, you didn't have a job. They will now. (laughs) You You don't have any money, you don't have a job, you don't have any insurance. If you can walk, they're gonna point you back out the door, and that's a shame. And that's America. Wow, it's almost a shame to live in America, because other other countries, as I speak, are laughing and amusing uh, at the trials and tribulations of America. Our Pre, uh, president, our uh, senate, these people are jokes. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show at six twenty. It is six twenty, straight up Chicago time. My guest is speaker, trainer, coach Paul Levin. All righty, let's see what we got. <laughs> Thanksgiving is coming up, folks. Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, I, I'm assuming everybody's, or everybody should have, or everybody will have, or everybody maybe will have turkey, <laughs> turkey, turkey, and all kinds of uh, trimmings and the family and all that kind of thing. It's a joyful time, and then after that we have christmas i just love christmas i just think it's wonderful i think it's wonderful just uh uh knowing and uh, uh witnessing other people enjoying the holiday and being with their families and uh thanking god that they are still on the earth because we have so many of these mass shootings we have one today and uh yeah, another one um we're going to talk a little bit about that later on into the show, but we had, had another one. Um, and it, it's just so, I mean, it just seemed like commonplace in, in America, these mass shootings. Mass shootings are commonplace in America, and it should be. And we haven't heard anything from Donald Trump. We haven't heard anything from the Republicans. They don't want to hear, they don't want to hear anything about gun control. That's not going to happen. I mean, (laughs) a thousand people could die at the hands of terrorists, and these people will still find a way, find some reason not to enact uh, uh, common-sense gun control. All right, you've been listening to the George Walter Jr. Show. We will be – let's see if we can do this. We will be right back if we can find this. The George Walter Jr. Show is on Block Talk Radio, internet radio, podcast radio, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we are here and we're broadcasting live out of the uh, city of Chicago. It's a beautiful city. It's a beautiful town, folks. I know you hear a lot of stuff out there, the thing, Chicago this, Chicago that. Some of it might be true, but it basically, <laughs> it's a beautiful town. It's a great place to live. It's a great place to come Uh Bring your family, enjoy it, and and enjoy it, especially downtown. It's a beautiful place. You know it's not the killing feels like everybody wants you to believe. but um, we have some work to do here. Believe me, we have some work to, to to do here. That's why I'm here. It's one of the reasons why I'm here to try to make the world a better place. Give out my input, my opinion, and my ideas <laughs> get some results in the process, you know, so and I'm in my studio. It's a beautiful studio, lovely studio. You know, and I have these computers all over the place and everything. All right, you. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Here we go. All right, you're on the George Wilder Jr. Show. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Yes,
3: hi. This is Paul. Hi. Paul Levin.
2: Paul, Paul Levin. Okay, you a speaker, trainer, coach. All right, give my audience a little bit of your bio and tell us about, and tell us why are you such a good guy?
3: <laughs> well, I'm a fantastic <laughs> guy, oh, Okay, uh, But you know what? I can't say that I always was. And uh, the thing that, that, that I do now, as you say, I'm a speaker, a trainer, a coach. Uh, I found true happiness. And I actually found the – it's not that it's any secret. It's out there. Many people are teaching it. But I actually found techniques to – Game reality to actually create the life that we want, and to create a perfect life. And, wow, uh, that
2: sounds interesting.
3: Doesn't yeah. it? It was it was a yeah. big eye opener for me. Um, <laughs> may I, May I take a moment and share with you a little bit about you know my past and how I got here? Please do. Awesome, thank you. So, no um, in in the beginning. My life, in my opinion, my life was pretty difficult. Okay, I think I had a really difficult, bad childhood. Um, you know, my, my, my mother was always sick. My mother passed away when I was nine. You know, imagine what effect that would have on a nine-year-old little boy, right? Yeah. And then you go into schools you don't know, and you get beat up by bullies, and you get picked on by bullies yeah. and whatnot. And yeah, that can no really mess with your psyche. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but the thing is, George, I, I always believe, and now now I believe, that everything that happened in my past led me to who I am today. Brought me to who I am today. When when I was getting, uh, beat up by bullies, I actually learned how to talk my way out of trouble. So I think that's how I became a speaker.
2: (laughs) Yeah. That's interesting. And, uh,
3: yeah. So one of the things that I learned is that happiness actually comes from inside of us. Mm. And uh, a couple of years ago, I set out after a 28-year-long, bad marriage, OK, uh, I found myself alone, um, happily alone, because it was my choice to get divorced. But now I had like a blank slate. I had like a whole new opportunity. And I said, I want to totally recreate who I am in every aspect of my life. And um, have you, George, have you ever heard of the movie, The Secret?
2: Yeah, I have. I haven't seen it, but I I have heard about it.
3: Okay, cool. I think it came out about 10, 12 years ago now. And yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. So I had seen it back when it first came out and uh-huh. uh, mentally put it on a shelf for like about 10 years, right? And here I was ready to recreate everything in my life. And I remembered that they had talked about this concept that you could create whatever you want called manifestation. And I set out to learn about manifestation and it's real. And it's out here and you can literally change your reality and it's fun.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I, I Uh, bet it is fun. If you, if you can change the person that you are into being a better person, I think it is uh, pretty fun, you know, so, so you're saying that being bullied made you a better person. You know what? I think it made also made myself, me a better person. I learned a lot, you know, you, and you learn, you learn a lot about people, and: um, uh, Yeah, so to think, think quick: Yeah, think quick and all that stuff. You're saying manifest, manifestation made you a better person, and that we all uh, sort of instilled inside of us to be a better person. Something to that effect.
3: Um, yeah, well, it's not so much to me about being a better person. That, that's a natural consequence of what might be called awakening or enlightenment. Because really in that process of, of awakening or enlightenment or whatever you want to call it, you discover who you really are. And who you really are is something a whole lot bigger than who you thought you were. It's a whole lot how bigger do you, than, go ahead. How do, you,
2: how do you discover who you really are?
3: It's, there's, there's two aspects. The first is being told, the knowledge part. And that really, somebody who has who already been down this road shares it with you. That's something I do. I do that in my presentations. I do that in my trainings, my mentorship programs. I, I do that in my videos. So I tell you who you are. But then I give you exercises so that you can experience who you are. Because nothing's real until you've experienced it. And once you experience it, it becomes real for you. And you discover that you're something huge. You're something immense uh, and powerful. And wow. when you, after you've discovered that, yeah, wow is right. Wow is absolutely <laughs> right. When you've How discovered are, that, go ahead. Yeah. Please, go ahead. No, you
2: go, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I had a question, but I can wait. Go ahead.
3: All right. I was, I was just going to say that once you discover who you are and you recognize that you've already been creating your life, every moment from the beginning until now. And then you say, well, okay, cool. So I've been creating this life that I haven't liked. How can I create a life that I do like? And there's actually techniques and and procedures. And it's almost like learning how a car is built or how an engine works. There are rules that govern your experience of life. It's, they're, they're as concrete and as scientific as how an internal combustion engine works in a car. And once you learn it and experience them, well, then it becomes you. It becomes a part of you. And you yeah. begin to create what you want. Okay, how are people reacting to, the,
2: to your message? How are people uh, uh, dealing with this, uh, dealing, with what, dealing with what you're talking about? What's the reaction? That's a
3: very good question, George. Thank you. Um, the cool thing is that now, right now, this year, this, this decade, is the first time in history that masses, I mean, huge numbers of people are waking up to the truth. And part of that, for me, because I have an engineering background and I love science, Quantum physics. This is the first time in history we've had the benefit of quantum physics to explain that which was previously written off as bizarre. So people are accepting it because there's they they both experience it. It's the day and age where more and more people are waking up to these things and Quantum physics is, you know, for those of us who love science and you know want to have that yeah. that backing to things, you know, we've got that too. Yeah, yeah.
2: Paul, do you have a
3: uh, do you
2: have a book? Have you written a book on this?
3: Um, there is a book currently being written. I'm I'm currently working on it right now.
2: Uh-huh. Uh, it'll
3: be finished. The content will be done by the end of November, and I expect to publish it in December. Mm. And. Um, my website, which also has a whole bunch of uh, videos uh, of m- both my my speaking and also testimonials from people who've attended my events, the yeah. website is IDeserveAPerfectLife.com. And if what you really want you to dig g- deep... okay. Just real quick, if you want to dig deep and and have a whole bunch of content for free, uh, then go to my website, which is I Deserve a Perfect Life, and then go to the links section, and from there, go to my Facebook page, which is also called I Deserve a Perfect Life, and I've got, I'm not quite sure what it is, maybe about 28 or so little videos, five to six minute videos of tons of content and teaching and education and stuff all there for for you to help yourself to.
2: In your mind, what is a perfect life?
3: Ah, that's, that's interesting. A yeah. perfect life, when something is utterly perfect, it is exactly the way it should be. Yeah. And that's what a perfect life is. Mm-hmm. It may not necessarily be exactly what you want at the moment, but you know how to change that. If it's not exactly what you want, there's a reason that it's not what you want. And we talk about that and we, you know, we delve into the reasons for things, why, why do we create what we don't want? But there's a reason for that. It's for us to learn, it's to get a lesson. And then a perfect life is exactly what it should be at the moment.
2: So how do we start out um, on that trail of uh, getting to a perfect life? What is the starting gate?
3: (laughs) There's the starting gate. The starting gate really, I think, is is understanding who you are, how massive you are, how how magnificent you are. Uh, There's... That is really step one in the mentorship program that, that I offer. And separate from that, I, I uh, separate from that mentorship program. I also uh, do a two hour program where we seek us the mind. It's all about the mind. The mind has a purpose. The purpose of your mind is not to make you happy. It's not to give you what you want. The purpose of your mind is to ensure that you survive. That's it. And in doing its job, it really couldn't care less what you want. But when you (laughs) realize that you're not your mind and you're not your body, you're something much bigger than that, well, that's really the starting point. Just realize that you're not your mind. And uh, I realize that that could be a little confusing. Um, and I do have a six-minute video on my video blog somewhere near okay. the very beginning that, that will explain that. Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Speak Raider, Coach Paul Levin on the George Wilder Jr. Show. Um, what made you want to write a book about this? Did you find it that compelling or or the places that you go to speak, was that the underlying I- idea for for you to want to write a book to put this all down because I think what you're talking about is extraordinary and interesting and, you know, people need to go and and know that they can find some of the material on you. I'm pretty sure that um, uh, at your speeches, at your uh, uh, engagements that you speak, your speaker, and motivational speaker, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, uh, mm-hmm. they may also want to, you know, to hold something in their hand like a book. You know, I mean, I, you say you're working yeah. on it. That's great. Uh, so when did you when did you say that your book would probably be out?
3: Uh, I I would expect it to be out before the end of this year. So
2: oh okay, let's,
3: let's shoot for January first well, at the moment. A title. You know what? <laughs> I have a, got a title at the moment. I do not like. It. So I'm not going to tell it to you. <laughs> the title will be changing. Uh, you know,
2: let me, let me give you a title of the of your book.
3: Okay, please. Yes. A yeah. Perfect Life. <laughs> a Perfect Life. Yes, yes. Well, the name of the business is I Deserve a Perfect Life. Okay, all right. Okay. And uh, okay. I may name the book that. Uh, I'm still debating. I'm still debating. Uh, the yeah, debating, yeah.
2: So do you like writing in general? You think? It, what do you think of it?
3: Uh, I love it. Uh, one of the, uh, I just wrote a section last night about the four levels of consciousness. And mm-hmm. we all begin at the first level of consciousness, which is called victimhood. But the third level of consciousness is called channeling. And channeling is when spirit operates through you. Through your body, through your mind. And so there are many sections of the book that just flew out of my fingertips. It's 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 really humbling to look yeah. back after half an hour or so and say, I have no idea who wrote all of that, but that's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. All right, Paul Levin on the George Wilder Jr. Show. One last thing you want to tell my audience.
3: Well, let's see. First of (laughs) all, the way to contact me would be IDeserveAPerfectLife.com. Or you could even call me at 813-841-5583. That's 813-841-5583. And the last thing I'd really like to say is if you want to have a change in your life, if you are looking at your life and saying, I'm not, I don't like this. This is not what I signed up for. I'm not happy with this. Well, then know that whatever it is you want, you can have. And I can show you how.
2: All right. Thanks. Thanks, man. So thanks for uh, coming on uh, the show and uh, telling us all about that. Have a great evening. Paul Levin. Thank you so much.
3: Have a great evening, George. Bye-bye.
2: You too. Bye-bye. Alrighty, chaos, Senate, GOP preps, Obamacare sneak attack. Folks, that is sneaky. <laughs> that is sneaky. They don't want nothing to do with the people. I want to thank my guest, Paul Levin, Paul Levine. Uh, I'm pretty sure he uh, accepts both pronouncements of his last name, but, but you know, what can I say? All righty, Session says he forgot Trump's advisors, Russia comments in chaos of, uh, he's lying. I don't know why they haven't locked this guy up for perjury. The last time he was, he sat uh, in front of the, uh, uh, he sat for questioning on Capitol Hill. He sat down for questioning on Capitol Hill. Paul Ryan announces that the U.S. House will mandate sexual harassment training. They're having, I mean, I'm, I'm living in the state of Illinois, and they're talking about that now. I mean, <laughs> you sit in these guys and girls to um, sexual training classes all over the place because it, it, it's happening everywhere, you know. Tom, um, the latest one for me, Hollywood, is Tom Sizemore. I mean, I've watched his, he's a character player, basically. But he's been in a lot of movies, Black, Ho- Black Hawk Down, Heat. He's been in a lot of movies, and he's doing something now currently. Um, and he's the latest to be taken down in the, uh, this sexual harassment scandal, that scandal that has rocked Hollywood. Wow. Uh, And then we got Roy Moore, and he's still saying he's not going to resign. Um, he's not going to quit the race. now the race, in Alabama, the I'm I'm, I'm thinking that the uh, Democrat is he's he's ahead, but you don't hear anything from the Democrat. He's that's running against Roy Moore. Roy, I guess they just the Democrats are just letting him. Roy Moore, I guess they just letting him implode all by himself. They don't need to say anything, but at least he could come out and say something. Maybe they're not paying too much attention to him because all the attention is going to Roy Moore and his dating of underage girls. Which he has not clearly denied. You know, he's just saying he didn't rape them or touch them inappropriately. But inappropriately, but he didn't actually tell anybody that he didn't date underage girls. Dating underage girls, 14, 16 year sixteen-year-old girls, and you in your thirties—that's statutory rape if you touched them, and it's illegal in some areas. So he he's clearly, I don't know if he's going to last until December 12th. I really don't know if he's going to last. I mean, the pressure is on this guy to give it up, you know. And it would be nice to see Alabama turn blue. You know, uh, Montgomery, Alabama. When I think of Alabama, the only thing I think of is Montgomery, Alabama. But there's lots of counties and lots of suburbs and stuff like that in, Cal- in, in Alabama. But I think of mostly as Uh, Montgomery, Alabama, you know, because uh, it was one of those slave states, you know, what can I say? All right, uh, RNC cuts off more. okay? Republican National Committee pulls funding for Roy Moore's Senate Senate campaign. They're trying to force him out, but he's still saying that he's not going to quit. He's saying that people of his They love him. They're going to vote for him, regardless of what them creeps in Congress say. Many GOP senators have called on him to drop out of the Alabama special election amid allegations of sexual assault. The Republican National Committee is pulling out of a joint fundraising agreement with GOP Senator Candidate Roy Moore. Political reported on Tuesday. Moore, who is running, who is running in the December 12th special election to fill Al- Alabama's U.S. Senate seat, has been accused of sexual sexual misconduct by multiple women, mm, who say he preyed on them when they were when he was in his 30s and they were teenagers. Moore has denied the allegations and vowed to stay in the race. Federal Election Commission filings immediately showed the charge the change as you know so he's vowing to stay in the race he's going to stay he's not gonna go he's not leaving you know he's i I think he's in his 70s or something early 70s um but he says he's not going nowhere (laughs) he's not gonna go yeah well he's not gonna win that's no doubt about it he's not gonna win and, and another thing, I think the re, I think the only reason Republicans pull the funding is because of the black backlash in the press. Otherwise it would be business as usual. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whenever you're paying attention to the Republicans, you better watch both your hands. You never know. Somebody might be it might be a side a, a sleight of hand or you know, so you, you really you really can't trust anybody and um, and Roy Moore. I don't know. I, I just don't think this guy's going to last. There's too much uh, backlash is coming from everywhere. How is he going to last? GO- GOP Congress members urged Moore to withdraw from the Senate race, and he he's steadfast on saying, hey, wow, I'm not going anywhere. You're not going to push me out of this race. I can win. And And in some cases, in some cases, he may be able to win. His supporters may think he's being railroaded, set up, it's lying. And then they just may just go go with it and say, hey, wow, it happened uh, 30 years ago. He's a changed man by now. Um, Roy Moore just want to get to Congress and rubber stamp Donald Trump, be an asshole, take away health care, take away food stamps, take away everything he can take away from the middle class and the poor. You never know. He might be racist. He's he's eager to join the tribe of Donald Trump. Wow. All right. You've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio. Let's see what we got here. Uh, my thanks to... Uh, Paul Levin on the George Wilder Jr. Show. Harvey Anna bearing
4: down on the Texas coast, Category 4 storm. At the same time, we learned that the president was going to pardon former Arizona Sheriff Joe Arpaio. Did the president use Harvey for political cover? Let's discuss. In fact, let's debate. We have CNN political commentator Anna Navarro and Republican Arizona State Senator Steve Montenegro. Anna, what do you think? Was this playing politics, even though we have a 24-hour news cycle now? You don't get the Friday pass the way you used to. But do you think the pardon was conveniently... If you would like your
2: product, service, or your book to be mentioned on the George Wilder Jr. Show twice a day four days a week, (laughs) right here on the George Wilder Jr. Show. Just email the show or email its host for more details. Thank you. That's boring, George.
5: All right, welcome back. Democratic mega-donor and billionaire environmentalist Tom Steyer is known for spending millions of his own dollars on Democratic campaigns. Well, now the party's single biggest donor is spending again. Only this time, his money is going to a national TV ad campaign calling for President Trump's impeachment. Take a look.
6: A Republican Congress once impeached a president for far less. Yet today, people in Congress and his own administration know that this president is a clear and present danger who's mentally unstable and armed with nuclear weapons.
5: Tom Sire is a yeah, retired he is. former hedge fund founder he and manager who poured $91 million, million of his own million. money into Democratic campaigns just last year alone, and he's joining us now live. Good to see you, Tom.
4: Hey, Frederica. How are you?
5: I'm good. So this ad campaign, according to one of your aides, cost more than $10 million. And given the Republican controlled Congress, you know, why do you feel that this is money well spent?
4: Well, what we're trying to do is we're trying to give a voice to the American people because I think Democrats and Republicans alike know that this president is in fact a clear and present danger to their health and safety. And so we're trying to give them a chance to go to their representatives and make this case because that's the, the American people still, their voice is the most powerful thing in our country. And if they speak up, then elected officials have to listen.
5: But on what grounds do you believe Trump should be impeached? Because it has to be more than a belief of clear and present danger or access to nuclear weapons.
4: He has violated his trust to the Constitution and to the American people. By firing James Comey, he clearly obstructed justice. That is the historical basis for impeaching a president. He has been, the emoluments clause has been um, broken. The fact of the matter is he has clearly broken his trust with the Constitution. The reason that we're calling for it is that it's urgent that it happen now. The fact of the matter is he is putting us at risk on a daily basis. And he has, you, you can go to legal scholars, he has clearly met the standard for impeachment, but we have to have it. And so that's why we're going to the American people and asking them to raise their voices and say, we need a change. Uh, But but
5: there are parameters in which the the president does have the authority to hire and fire the FBI director.
4: Yes, but obstructing justice is not one of them. The fact of the matter is if you look at the historical impeachments, they were all based around obstructing justice Mm -hmm. at much lower levels or equivalent levels to what he's already done publicly.
5: Okay, well, looking into obstruction of justice, among the many things that uh, congressional uh, investigations are looking into, the special counsel, Robert Mueller, also looking into it with his investigations. Why not wait until those investigations are complete?
4: Because it is urgent. Because, in fact, we are giving this president a new parameter that he not only has to meet the old parameters for being impeached, now all of a sudden there's a much lower standard that he is allowed to do things that no one else has ever been allowed to do before. We should not be breaking the Constitution to keep in office a president who is putting at risk the safety and health of Americans on a daily basis. I don't understand why we're delaying. In fact, it's urgent right now that we act, and that's what we're asking the American people to stand up and speak for.
5: So, as the DNC, uh, Democratic National Committee, gathers for its fall meeting this uh, weekend, among the concerns that the party lacks resources to win midterm elections, do you plan to put money into other 2018 campaigns?
4: I don't. Think well, what don't we really do, Frederica, is we're really a grassroots organization, which means is we make it possible for local groups to go door to door, to phone bank, to talk citizen to citizen about the issues of the day that's what we did in 2016 and of course we're going to keep doing that in 2017 we're already doing it and 2018 our whole push is the old fashioned idea that american citizens talking to each other about the most important issues of the day is the way that we have a vibrant and just democracy and we will continue doing that just the way we have for the last few years
5: so so quickly mike
7: Traditionally, perhaps you are aware of this, traditionally if you're Donald Trump, uh, there's supposed to be a separation, a significant separation between the president and uh, the FBI and other uh, aspects of the DOJ. Um, he obviously doesn't like that, he's been very clear throughout uh, his term. Um, but here he's making it uh, very clear also uh, with Laura Ingram.
1: The saddest thing is that because of the President of the United States, I am not supposed to be involved with the Justice Department, I'm not supposed to be involved with uh, the FBI, I'm not supposed to be doing the kind of things that I would love to be doing. And I'm very frustrated by it.
7: So look, if you just left it there, then it could be okay, he wishes he could be doing that, he doesn't understand how the country is supposed to work, but fine. Um, But then you get what he actually does. And so look at what we woke up to this morning. Um, some of this is yesterday, some of this is morning. Uh, tweeting, everybody is asking why the Justice Department and FBI isn't looking into all of the dishonesty going on with crooked Hillary and the Dems. Uh, when he says everybody, he means I am asking about that. So there, he's putting pressure on the Justice Department and the FBI. Uh, he says, people are angry. At some point, the Justice Department and the FBI must do what is right and proper. The American public deserves it. I can't believe you spelled proper right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's, he's got a problem this next one too. So uh, the next one, uh, Pocahontas just stated that the Democrats, lead by the legendary crooked Hillary Clinton, <laughs> rigged the primaries, capitalized. Let's go FBI and Justice Department. So. Uh, it's important that, again, putting pressure on the FBI and the Justice Department, also using a racial slur against Elizabeth Warren, I mean, just, but, but don't worry, it's only literally um, National Native American History Month in America.
1: And right? he proclaimed it as such three days ago. It's not, I mean, the soft racism of Donald Trump, just the, the effortless racism. You know.
8: Yeah. Uh, to be fair, he apologized earlier, uh, actually on Fox News about that comment when he was making it during the campaign. He said, I feel that I'm not being fair to Pocahontas, I apologize to Pocahontas. Sounds nice of <laughs> Okay, literally. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So
7: she responded as well, saying, you might think your tweets are cute, real Donald Trump, but they won't stop Mueller's investigation or keep your people out of jail. And uh, okay, so there is tweeting, which is significant, we'll return to it, but it could even go beyond that. Because with Laura Ingram, he was asked if he would fire Sessions, the attorney general, if the DOJ doesn't free up agents, I wonder from what, to investigate the DNC, he said, I don't know, a lot of people are disappointed in the Justice Department, including
1: me. And they wanna fire Jeff Sessions, but they can't fire Jeff Sessions. Um, uh, in large part because the idea, the, the notion that there'd be another confirmation hearing for another attorney yeah. general, and Rod Rosenstein would be the acting attorney general, while well, Sessions was gone, that's probably worse for mm-hmm. Trump, uh, and uh, it's unclear what kind of lackey Ag could get approved right now. In fact, you probably with with Trump, Flake, Corker, Collins probably can't. You probably can't get anybody. You can't get the candidate, the guy you'd want in there. Yeah. Uh, no, Trump. Or, I'm sorry. Or woman. You. I'm just kidding. It'd be a guy. Uh, it's, knowing Trump. He might literally
8: take his own personal lawyer. And try to make him the attorney general. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So now, okay, let's break this down further. Uh, first of all, uh, when Trump got into office, some conservatives were mad because he said that he actually didn't feel, ve- quote, very strongly about prosecuting Hillary Clinton. Uh, he said, I don't want to hurt the Clintons. I really don't. She went through a lot and suffered greatly in many different ways. I remember Ann Coulter was livid about that. And yeah. so after the election, he was basically like just kidding about the Clintons. That was just like politics. I don't actually want to prosecute them, I, didn't, I don't, don't think I don't they care. did anything right, yeah. wrong, right? So now, why is he bringing them back if he never wanted to prosecute them in the first place? Well, as a shield, obviously, obviously, and we did many stories on this throughout the week, but yesterday, Vanity Fair had a great piece about how Roger Stone, as brazen as he is, has admitted publicly, yeah, we want to investigate Hillary Clinton so that we could say Mueller was the head of the FBI at the time, and use that as an excuse to fire Mueller. Yeah, that's the, the whole point of this is to protect Trump. It has nothing to do with Hillary Clinton, and we all already know that. And by the way, so does Laura Ingram. But nonetheless, she not only doesn't ask him about that; she serves up the softball of like, aren't pro- people at the Justice Department a problem? Yeah, right. Uh, do we have to replace some of the people at the Justice Department? So you should think she wasn't that bad. But oh I mean, no, on, she's, on radio
7: she's really bad.
8: She's terrible. No, no I was just wrong. Uh, yeah. So now. Uh, when he says one part of that, I kind of disagree with you guys. I think John said it. When he says everybody's asking why the Justice Department, uh, and you say no, only he's asking. No, what he means is I saw it on Fox and Friends. Yeah. Right. Right.
1: And it, and if I, whatever I'm watching, uh, my pea-sized brain thinks everybody's watching. But, but everybody's wondering also, why. I mean, look, the country's huge. I mean, remember, I've used this point a lot, but I think it always bears repeating. Even if Trump had gotten the beating in November that he should have, right? Uh, he was still going to get Hillary, and Hillary beat him by 12 points, a landslide. He, Trump still would have gotten 50 million votes. Yeah. Right? 50 million Americans were going to, that's a, like a base, 48 million, even yeah. if he had ran the worst campaign ever. So, you know, you go on Twitter, I follow a couple of people who retweet the Trump, I, don't, I, I think they're real. Um, but the stuff that gets said, like you, if you want to think that the country's with you, you you know, just look at the response today to Bo Bergdahl, right? Yeah. People naming that judge and want to go after that judge. You know, so you might, there it is. Those are there. There are your people, yeah. right? Uh, so you can find you can make a case that that's what people are talking about. That Hillary should be investigated.
7: Yeah, yeah, it, it is possible. Um, but there's there's one other thing that I want to say. So obviously, like he, there's a possibility that he could use this. Uh, you know, we've been talking throughout this week about Jeff Sessions being caught apparently perjuring himself that it might be in Trump's interest to uh, take Sessions out so he could theoretically, if he could get somebody, put someone in who could shut down Mueller and, and all of that. Which, wouldn't that be amazing that Sessions lying about contacts with Russians would be used as a pretext to bring someone in who could stop the Russian investigation, that would be amazing. But I, but I don't think that we should gloss over these tweets and those comments too much. I mean, I think it's crazy how far we've moved as a country that we don't consider this theoretically worthy of impeachment. And I read on Twitter, I forget, I can't give them credit, but it was interesting thought uh, experiment. It was, what if we heard a taped conversation where he went and talked to the FBI and said, I want you to investigate Hillary and the Democrats. That's basically what took down Nixon. But here he has multiple tweets yelling at the FBI and the Justice Department to go after Hillary Clinton and the Democrats. And for some
8: reason, that's totally fine. Yeah, no, it's not totally fine, it's uh, it's a, a number of different crimes, as you said. Nixon went down because he was going after his political opponents in Watergate. He broke into the Democratic office. So that's one part of it. The other part of it is the more important part is obstruction of justice. Here he is saying, I would like to meddle with the Justice Department investigation into me. It's the definition of obstruction of justice. I hope Mueller like has to fi- a Twitter account. I would like to fire people at the Justice Department who are investigating me. <laughs> I mean, I think that Mueller's looking at it like, like, this is who is on the nose, I can't even use this, I'm like, crazy. Yeah, can I? I mean, it's gonna be weird when I arrest them, cuz people are gonna be like, what, he just said it on Twitter. Uh, that was a freebie. <laughs> right? Like, yes, you can't say that I would like to stop an investigation of myself. There's a reason why the Justice Department is separated from the, the, the president, because they might have to investigate the president, cuz it's a democracy, it's not a dictatorship. Yes. He doesn't know or understand America. He doesn't care about the concept. He just wants to be a dictator, and this is clear violation of the law. You cannot do this. You can't obstruct an investigation
1: of yourself by the Justice Department. Um, I would just like to say that the fact that he can't is he the saddest thing. He does it every thing. day. Every day, he, he, <laughs> he obstructs justice by though. opening That's his out. mouth. There's a lot of sadness Maybe. in the world, but that is the saddest.
8: Watch The Young Turks commercial free. Download it or stream it. Watch it any way you like. At we don't need
2: to watch that. <laughs> Making the world a better place, <laughs> one show at a time. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. <laughs> All right.
9: that has gone viral and he
3: had an ultimatum for his fans that support the president.
10: Any fan of mine who's a supporter of his, I'm drawing in the sand a line you're either for or against. And if you can't decide who you like more in your split on who you should stand beside,
8: I'll do it for you with this. you. The rest of America stand up
3: all right, here to discuss CNN political commentator Anna Navarro and Ben Ferguson. Nice to have both of you in studio. Good morning. So, Anna, let me start with you. What do you think about what Eminem did? You know, he obviously is a huge rapper. He has sold millions and millions of records. He has a big following. Do you think that, I mean, and he's in Michigan, which is significant politically. Do you think that this matters and gets any traction with his, you know, fan base?
9: A guy certainly cannot speak for his fan base. I am not a member of it. I can't, you know, other than Slim Shady, I'm not sure I could recognize a single song. I'm sure that comes as a huge (laughs) shock to you. I come at this from a a broader uh, freedom of speech aspect, right? And I think we are in the midst of a very broad and complicated freedom of speech debate in this country, whether it's flag, anthem, uh, you know, right-wing white supremacists psychologists whether it is freedom of speech like we just saw exercised by m and uh, the press, you know, the, gov- the president of the United States threatening the press with taking away licenses from networks that he thinks are against him. There is a very broad freedom of speech going on uh, debate in, in the United States, and I think we have to be so vigilant about it. I come at this also from the, you know, the angle from being a political exile. I fled communism, as I said to you last night. I live in Miami. In Miami... My friend Gloria Stefan's songs, they can't be played in Cuba. It's illegal to play Gloria's songs in Cuba. Willie Chirino, illegal to play his songs in Cuba. Celia Cruz, illegal to play her songs in Cuba. And they're not even profane. They're just talking about freedom. So I think it is an aspect of America that makes us great freedom of speech, and we have to defend it, whether we like the content or not. Do you think... Hold on one second. Do you think that President Trump is encroaching on freedom of speech?
10: Uh, I don't. I think he's challenging people, which is exactly what tells us we have real freedom of speech in this country. I think Eminem and what he did, flicking off the president, telling people you're either on my team or you're not against this president, you're no longer a part of my group, is brilliant marketing by him. He's got an album coming out. But let's look at the source of this. I have no respect for Eminem. This is a guy that talks about how to rape women... How to assault women. This is a guy also politically that I don't put any stock in what he says because he's attacked George Bush when he had an album coming out. He attacked Hillary Clinton when he had an album coming out. He attacks now Donald Trump when he has an album coming out. He's an opportunist that understands that if you go out there and act like this Billy Bad A and you rap about it and you give the finger to the President of the United States of America. You're going to get millions of dollars
3: in free I think free he might press. be giving the finger well, to his fans. But I, I, I think he's but giving it to Donald Trump, too. You don't to think he has a moral high ground. I, he I, I,
10: no, he doesn't have a moral high ground because the guy literally has made a right. living. If you listen to his lyrics about wanting to kill people choking women's vocal cords to the point where they can't speak while raping them. These are his new lyrics. This isn't 10 years ago lyrics.
3: But I think that to Anna's point, but but, but just one more thing about, like, the president saying that he's going to revoke, you know, news
9: licenses uh, for the press. You don't think that that's encouraging on
3: freedom
10: of speech? I think the president has to be very careful to not go too far in that way. I think it's fine to point out bias or news stories that are inaccurate. Uh, I make a living off of those airwaves, right, as our talk show hosts as yeah. a TV commentator, sort of Sean Hannity, by the way, right, who's
4: dissing the media.
3: Right, but, but, but I have a
10: I, I don't like it when we start talking about pulling someone's license. That, that's that, too that, far. I, I think that's too far in general. But I but I also think that it's too far for a rapper to come out and to say that I'm going to give you that finger. And that's I'm going to do but this but in par-
3: the president. But, it's different than the right, president. But, but, when but the look president at all speaks, the people that I mean, you has Ellen, to be more careful. Right, right, the but here's the thing. Girl, even Ellen
10: DeGeneres tweets out. I love Eminem. This is a woman who says that she would never have Trump on her show, but says she loves a rapper whose okay. lyrics talk about raping women. How can we not call that out as being absurd?
9: Well, But it's just equally absurd for people to support a man who talked about grabbing women and then, you know, get all holy roller when it comes which, which, to way, a hip, hip hop rapper. So, you know, it's beyond too far for uh, Donald Trump to threaten to yank licenses because that he doesn't like the content of what a network is saying. It is authoritarian. It is undemocratic. It is un-American. It is unconstitutional. And we should all be denouncing it strongly because, you see, the big danger here is that we all get numb to the crazy stuff Donald Trump says and thinks it's not going to end up being anything. But it really may be something. And I do think that it's affecting the national psyche. Look, what, what Eminem said, And like I tell you, I can't even talk about his former lyrics, because I don't know anything about his former lyrics. I did hear what he said now, and what he said now, yes, laced with a lot of profanity, is what a lot of people are saying about the wall, about, you know, how dare Donald Trump... Talk about patriotism when he has been beating up on John McCain, who is a patriot and who is a hero. So a lot of the things that he was voicing are being voiced around kitchen tables, not in rap I, I, and yeah, not with profanity, a, think, but yes, the content. And, but, but and, and when, he says, when he says to his fans, you know, uh, here's a line in the sand. Let me tell you, that is very symptomatic of America right now, certainly not in those words, but it's going on in American families. It's going on in American workplace. There's division. Where there are lands. uh, Yeah, but I also
10: think the left has to be very careful to not wrap themselves around, just like Ellen DeGeneres did, for example, a guy who is so disgusting and vile towards women. Just because... But Ben, I could turn that exactly around. I could say the right has got to be very careful not to wrap themselves
9: around a guy who is so disgusting and vile that he talked about grabbing women. Again, I denounced that,
10: and I said that it was inappropriate when it happened. I never defended Donald Trump when he said that, and I said it was absolutely wrong. I'm consistent in what I'm saying here about the standard. But I think what we're also seeing, and it worries me, is that we now are in a culture where it doesn't matter what your resume says, how vile, how disgusting, how how sick you are, and, and misogynist towards women, that the left will come out and wrap their arms around Eminem and send out tweets saying, I love you, when this is what you're selling. And remember, but Ellen DeGeneres look Andrew at this. Ellen, Ellen comes out almost every day, though, violence. and talks about women. But let's, let's look at Ellen here. She says she will not have the president on her show because of what he said. But she will tell all of her audience that she loves him and him, which say saying, go buy yeah. his lyrics, go buy his to, album. I think we should hold a, a them to the same standard. All, all right, right. One, one at a time, one at a time.
2: One at a time. All right. Um, another cable television show, Fox News, Fox Cavito, Cavuto, okay, Cavuto. I, I can't call his first name. Anyway. This guy, he's a television, um, he's, I think he's on the business channel on Fox. He said he will not have Trump on his show. That's one of the uh, many uh, talk show hosts, radio or television, saying that they will not have Trump uh, on their show. Ellen DeGeneres, she said, the Ellen show, she said she would not have Trump on her show. Cavuto is a Republican. I, my my thinking is that that he's pissed off at the way Trump handled his 12-day Asia trip, bending over and kissing uh, Putin's ass. That's and and totally, totally, totally. He always embarrassed the United States. No matter where he goes, he he embarrasses the United States. And he just, as I've said before. Th- Trump is just, when he's standing beside Putin, he is gushing. He He's gushing. He, the guy just, he turns to mush. Uh, clearly, Putin is the boss. Putin is someone he looks up to. Putin is someone he will lie for. Putin is someone he colluded with in order to uh, win the 2016 election. There's no doubt about that. There's plenty, plenty proof of that. Trump is trying to deny that. Trump has been over there in Asia, blasting America, blasting the the intelligence agencies, and now he's saying, uh, believing Putin over the over American intelligence agencies. Now he's changed his mind. You know, he's changed his mind and say he. I never said anything like that when the whole damn world heard him say it. You know, and uh, that's. That's Donald Trump in a nutshell. And now a lot of uh, television shows, they don't want him on their show. But that doesn't bother, bother Donald Trump. What's bothering Donald Trump is that he can't throw uh, hundreds and thousands, even millions of people. Well, he is. He is. But he wants to throw more people off their health care. He doesn't give a damn about your job. He doesn't care about your future he doesn't he, he he doesn't feel as if he represents the entire america he feels he represents only those who like him If you don't like him he doesn't represent you if you don't like him you're a piece of crap to donald trump believe me he doesn't remember the time uh remember not too long ago he's he was coming after facebook users because facebook generally is against him facebook does not like donald trump so he's coming. He was coming after his critics on Facebook. Doesn't matter who you were. You could have been just somebody sitting at home, you know, typing your displeasure of a Donald Trump. He's coming after you, you know. And we were all saying, "Well, let him come on. Let him go." <laughs> <You know? laughs> Donald Trump talks out of his butt, and I've said this several times. He, he'll talk out of his butt just to get you. Uh, Distracted. It's all about getting you and me and everybody else distracted. And we have to stop letting Donald Trump distract us because when we let Donald Trump distract us, the Republicans in Congress, they're sneaking bills through. That will hurt America. The more we pay attention to Donald Trump and his ongoing unfitness for the job, the Republicans are being sneaky you know, crafting bills without letting us know that's going to hurt us. So we have to keep one eye on Donald Trump and the other eye on the Republicans in Congress, because these guys are colluding together. It may be, uh, this could be their plan. This could be what they plan to to do all the time, distract us so they can uh, sneak Um, unpopular legislation through Congress that's going to hurt America. So we have to pay attention to what's going on in Congress and Donald Trump, because I don't know, I just got a feeling that Donald Trump will not be president much longer. I just got this feeling. And I'm pretty sure that the courts, the judicial system, uh, a lot of people in the legislature, a lot of people around America, we just don't want it. We just, the guy is just not fit for office. And if, I shouldn't say if, but Donald Trump should know if Russia, if Russia helped him get elected to, to be president of the United States, if Russia helped him, and all proof is saying that they did, they did then Donald Trump is an illegitimate president. He's a fake president. And the election, once this is found and totally, totally proven, it has been, but it has to be a stamp of of approval, he should be, the election should be either or Hillary Clinton should be uh, installed. Because if, because if, Russia helped him to get elected, which they did, and there's no doubt about that. He's a fake president, and the election should be uh, annulled, or either Clinton should be installed. That's the bottom line. But the problem here is we have a Republican Congress, and they do nothing. They have the power to impeach. They have the power to throw his ass out onto the curve, but they will not do it. That makes them aiding and abetters, because uh, who knows? I mean, when more indictments are handed down by the Robert Mueller office, a lot of those Republicans will probably be in handcuffs and leg irons, too. You know, they know that they could be implicated in this. So why impeach Donald Trump when (laughs) they're all going to jail at the same time? Uh, I I know more indictments are coming. I know more people who the FBI are questioning. They are spilling their guts because they want leniency. They're saying to themselves, if I'm going to go down, I'm I'm not going down by myself. I'm going to take a lot of people down with me. These people are talking to the FBI. And everybody, every one of those folks in the White House surrounded by Donald Trump should be arrested. And that includes some parts of his family, if not all of them. This is going to go down. This is going to go down uh, soon. I heard that there were 17 indictments, sealed indictments. I don't know how true that is. I got that from a reliable source, but we'll have to wait until all the evidence, everything comes out and Robert Mueller uh, is ready to release and unseal those documents and get some handcuffs on Donald Trump and the rest of his goons in the White House and a lot of these Republicans in Congress. That's That that's would be a great Christmas present. <laughs> one of the best. I think it would be one of the best Christmas presents that uh, America could ask for. It would be one of the greatest Christmas presents, one of the greatest Christmas presents if my voice, if my mouth (laughs) is twisted, it would be one of the greatest Christmas presents in America history. If we can have a, a lot of these indictments coming, at least before Christmas, a little bit before New Year's, this would be a great thing to watch all of these people go to jail, deservingly so. Ladies and gentlemen, the George Wilder Jr. show has now arrived.
6: us to the brink of nuclear war, obstructed justice at the FBI, and in direct violation of the Constitution, he's taken money from foreign governments and threatened to shut down news organizations that report the truth. If that isn't a case for impeaching and removing a dangerous president, then what has our government become? I'm Tom Steyer, and like you, I'm a citizen who knows it's up to us to do something. It's why I'm funding this effort to raise our voices together and demand that elected officials take a stand on impeachment. A Republican Congress once impeached a president for far less. Yet today, people in Congress and his own administration know that this president is a clear and present danger, who's mentally unstable and armed with nuclear weapons. And they do nothing. Join us and tell your member of Congress that they have a moral responsibility to stop doing what's political and start doing what's right. Our country depends on it.
11: Heaven help the child who never had a home. Heaven help the girl who watched the streets alone. Heaven help the roses if the bombs begin to fall. Never, never, ever Heaven help the black man if he struggles one more day. Heaven help the white man if he turns back away. Heaven help the man who kicks the man who fall. Heaven not the
2: such a great guest. All right, everybody have a great evening. Bye-bye, everybody. Join me tomorrow, tomorrow.
4: Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring.
7: A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire.
4: Huh? Oh,